0: Welcome to everyone, today is Copy with Events time, that's right, it's your daily, rather weekly topic and today I have a guest speaker who is Dr. Yudara and we're going to talk something about Unzip the Facts, the Zen Z Guide to Penis Health and STI Prevention. So we are doing a recording version tonight and let's invite our guest speaker, Dr. Yudara. Hello, Doctor.
1: Hi, Vance. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you, Doctor. Thank you for joining us very late today. And I'm sure it looks like you're not uh, at home right now.
1: No, I'm still at the office.
0: Okay. Thank you, Doctor, for joining us tonight. Um, Doctor, before we go on, do you want to do a quick introduction so that uh, we can jump into the questions and the topic today?
1: No problem. uh, my name is Dr. Yudara Kolaratna. I'm a consultant physician um, who's practicing uh, in Singapore um, under Sing Health Group, but after COVID, uh, I take a step back and then started my own um, startup after seeing how the world needs a little bit more adventurous physicians, especially on the diagnosis side. So He Health is a digital diagnostic startup where we help uh, men to diagnose sexual health issues early, but I'm happy to share more later during the questions.
0: Thank you for joining us, Doctor. Uh, it's a great pleasure to have you. Today's topic is going to be very exciting. Um, a lot of time, um, it's not a stigma, but people are a bit shy to talk about this. Uh, before we even jump into the topic, is there any particular reason why, Doctor, people don't want to talk about sexual health or even you know the penis, the vagina? You know, a very very, um, you know, people are very shy and you know don't want to use the words. Is there any particular reason why, Doctor?
1: I'm not sure why is the reason, but um, it is a taboo. Um, you said it may be not a taboo, but it is a taboo. Believe me, in Singapore, even when you pronounce just now the penis word, yeah. the word comes a little bit lower sound. This is how we in,
0: <laughs> in the society. Wow, wow. You, you caught me there.
1: Of course, that's my wow. job, right? So, that, so that's yeah, so, the, that's the, that's the low-key stigma we are talking about. Actually, social media don't talk about it. And then the, yeah, at family, yeah. even there's a proper English word to tell in scientific means, people don't talk about it and people use different words. And then this is how we've been brought up as a society. But this is not right. We have that's to right. be very straightforward. That's why I told penis as loud and clear so okay. that this gets across.
0: Right. So we are going to use an emphasis on that particular word, louder than ever, all right? Um, thank you, doctor. I mean, like I mentioned to uh, to all the audiences today uh, that we are live in Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook, and LinkedIn as well. So it's a recorded version, but you can actually listen to them anytime at their conveniences. Um, doctor, so let's jump into the topic today. Uh, let's unzip it, <laughs> not zip it. Um, but can you provide an overview of these common uh, STIs, that affect young adults, especially, or rather, overall, and actually how they can impact the penny health.
1: Yeah, actually, it's not limited to young adults. Anybody uh-huh. can get it, and surprisingly, we are seeing some parts of the world, um, elder population, are getting STDs now. So, yeah. but let cool. me um, unzip it. Um, as you said, uh, uh, what are the common things? So, I would broadly put it in few categories so that um, you can understand. The biggest category I usually put it, which is the commonest thing in Singapore, is what you call discharges. So when you look at it, you will see an abnormal discharge. Sometimes it looks like a white color, but it's not the usual one you would have. Uh, and some color, sometimes, of course, it can be a thick, yellowish, brownish, greenish, you name it, all the colors, but abnormal discharge from the penis. These things can be related to chlamydia, gonorrhea and a few other things definitely you need to get treated. The other big group, I put it, is you get wounds on the penis, which is um, herpes um, and syphilis. And these ones, whether it's painful or painless, you'll have a small wound, so sometimes it can be actually big wounds. Surprisingly, these things can get cured by itself, but it'll come back and hurt you again. So you need to again treat these things. The third group, I put it, is the growths. Which is sure. the commonest and um, very common in Singapore, also, um, so called HPV, human papilloma virus derived, okay. uh, g- inner genital um, warts. And again, people think this is um, non-sinister, not going to happen anything. But no, you're wrong. This can actually cause cancer and all the other problems in the future. The last group is the ones which you cannot actually see. The HIV is the leading uh, member in that group. So these are the common groups. So that actually, if you can understand if there's abnormal discharge, abnormal growth, or there's a wounds, or if you have um, not so safe practices, you need to get tested. That's the key message.
0: And also doctor, is it because we are living in a tropical country and you mentioned a couple of other viruses that, you know, that affect and that area, it's always tight. It is not free at all. Though I think the only time when we are free is either we are going to the loo or either having a shower. I mean, you can't be just going out nakedly. But um, but is it because of that, that tropical country that we live in, there's a lot of humid, especially in that non-exposed area?
1: Thanks, fans um, Actually, it's not. You do get fungal infections on the penis. Yeah. We mostly don't consider them as actual true um, STIs, sexual right. transmitted infections. But this is very common. As you said, um, when boys are doing army national service, they get it right. because they have to wear the same clothes for many, many hours. And then sometimes, of yes. course, you get wet, you still cannot change it. Yes, fungal infections are common, but that you should not be complicated or, miss, uh, or um, um, misread it as STI or other um, other um, vice versa. So it's very right. important if you are not so sure or if you have any symptoms which is abnormal, better to get checked with a doctor. Or you can use other technological solutions which we can um, again talk. That's where the he Health is working, using artificial intelligence to get at least right. a better idea of what are those things. Right. Hey, you
0: know, doctor, I mean, also, uh, is there a particular like, you know, annual checkup or is it like every three years once because you know for particular you know like HBA1c you know to check your blood glucose level you have to do every three months or once a year but is there something like for STI or you know I know you you are coming from health. is there uh, any recommendation or even Ministry of Health is there something like you know like adults should go and check it out like every five years once is there something like a guideline there
1: um, That's an interesting question, man. As far as I know, in Singapore, Ministry of Health have no um, indication for how um, how common uh, or how frequent we have sex. But as far as you have sex, you are exposed to uh, STIs. So if you're having once a year, maybe you can check once a year. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, As far as you're sexually active, you need to get tested as early as possible, as frequent as possible. But I cannot actually put a number per se. So it depends on um, how frequent you have sex, what kind of activities you are involved in the sexual activities, is it high risk, low risk, whether you use protection all the time, is it with a single partner, all these things actually matters. If you consider overall as a low risk, maybe at least once a year you need to get checked. And that's right. why in the healthcare appointments, um, usually they will put it as once a year, or like uh, work permits, they put it as once or twice a year. Right. But if you're actively um, engaging with high-risk um, sexual yes. behaviors right. without right. protection, of course, we would say every month or every three months would be the best.
0: Thank you, doctor. Thank you for this. I mean, I mean, this is just a, just the first question, and there are so many sub questions to it, and I'm sure there are more to come in uh, yeah. for viewers I mean, watching. He-
1: Sorry, Doc. yeah, I mean, I can add here, right? This is my life's mission now. Um, what okay. he helped us is we are creating right. digital tools to truly understand whether you want to do right. tests, when you want to do tests, and how frequent okay. you need to do testing. And some of these diseases actually we can diagnose or detect from the phone itself. You know, yeah. you might not, for example, HPV yeah. viral warts, you can detect right. it very well. We have Close to about ninety percent, no more than ninety percent accuracy detecting. You don't need to do anything at all, and this is in the phone. There's no barrier. It's going to you be think- very
0: interesting, doctor, because we are going to talk about the AI technology as well, because AI yes. technology has yes. went into the medical field, and yeah, also right. as viewers all know that AI is also pretty much went into a lot of places or a lot of uh, sectors and uh, environments as well. So you know, doctor, I need to share with you this, right? Sure, um, sure, just sure. A of weeks ago, I was at uh, our airport. All right, so there isn't any cleaners there's all robots are moving around and then me being the most mischievous fella, i stand in front of it and you just gave me a warning please stay away you know so I, I, I think um ai is becoming a part of it we are definitely going to touch you ask you on that uh, but right now let me just go into the second question as well so so i mean as we are talking about stis and as well um, but probably, we will now move it to the Gen Z. What are some key practices and habits where these Gen Z individuals should adopt to maintain optimal penis health and prevent STIs?
1: Yeah, it's a solid question, Vance. So, if you look at it, um, this this area is being not innovated um, significantly for the last 20-30 years. And right. I think about 20 years ago, WHO came up with the principle so-called ABCD approach of STI right. prevention. Right. A stands for abstinence and B stands for barriers. But if right. you look at gen Cs, sadly, right. none of these things are actually working. And um, mm-hmm. we were talking about it, right? Like, So if you ask a 16-year-old, 18-year-old young guy, to not to have sex but of course the whole society is the all the social media all the things you see he's having this curious nature about what the sex is about and then instead of we asking them not to have sex we should guide them of how to have sex safer so that's why the strategy of a is failing miserably because right. That's not what the youngsters' hormones are against it. And we know very well, we all done funny things when you are young. But if we get the idea of how to do these things safely, that's how we should approach. In the last later part of the discussion, I'll touch what we're proposing for the new ABCs. But I would say, so the most important thing is you have to understand, you have to understand, is there other ways and means of understanding risk? Because this is not something people talk, right? If you don't, how do you understand these things when you're 16, 18? Yes, we do have a sexual health education in Singapore and most of the countries and world. But is there anything more we can do, which is personalized? What you've been taught in the school as sexual health is a very general thing. But what that means to me, what that means to my own penis, how do I understand these things? That's where the technology can come in. There are many other companies working on um, this area with us there are ai tools who would thought ai will be involved with the penis right in the first place yeah maybe in the airport but now it's also doing things that's how it is um so it will be able to actually screen for problems it'll be able to restratify stratify them it'll now the chatbots are super smart and they can actually tell you what to do what not to do and so my mission is actually to guide them this new generation gen c's how they consume the uh, information, where they consume the information, how they use the technology to um, use their own advantage and of course, communicate them with other parties very clearly. And we are not saying not to have fun, have fun but safely, we will tell you how to do it and bring all the technological solutions to you. That's what you do.
0: Beautiful. Uh, Well said there, doctor. Uh, For viewers who are watching us from uh, Instagram as well, we are right now not live, we are actually a recording version right now um, we will be uh, posting it into our social media, which is your uh, Spotify, YouTube, LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Uh, copy events is uh, Wednesdays, 9pm, but today we are doing a late show and it's a record version. And today with me is Dr. Yudara and we are talking everything about sexual health, but particularly to the human or rather the male pennies. Have I said that loud, doctor?
1: Yep, that's loud enough, okay. yes. Okay,
0: that's not like penis, now it's the penis, right? <laughs> <laughs> Doc, I mean, as we are speaking about this topic right now, I have not seen AIDS. So is AIDS also a part of these STIs that we are going to talk about today?
1: It is, it is. HIV-AIDS is um, one disease in different stages and it right. is a STI considered. And um, there are a lot of innovation happening in STI, right. sorry, HIV yeah. and AIDS. But sadly, right. the, the rest of the STI is kind of forgotten. Yeah. But what I think is, we have to take it as a whole and then approach right. head-on to tackle this problem. Definitely, yeah. HIV is the difficult one because it doesn't have symptoms. It's always in right. the blood for until like, things are really bad.
0: Right. Thank you, Doctor. So, we'll move into the next question. Um, also, Dr. you discuss the importance of the regular STI testing. I mean, we just talked about it. I mean, if you are heavily active in sexual, then I think, you know, if you're not protected... And then I think your frequent of testing should be more. But under the STI testing and what young adults need to know about the testing process, I mean, most of them are worried, what happens if I have it? But of course, your activity level in the sexual part is high, but then you're worrying about these side effects or other effects are going to come into you. Um, so what is this testing process? Can we talk a little bit on the testing process, Dr?
1: Yep, I would love that. This is the part where I come in. So last time, again... You have to have blanket things because like we have a discussion and I said, okay, get tested every three months. But does that belong to each person in our society? No, because each person's the risk appetite is completely different. One person might be having sex for every two months, three months. One person may be having twice a day and one person might be having a one partner. One person may be having five partners. Does the risk same for everybody? Obviously, no. So how am I supposed to come with the answer to tell, okay, this is the regime I should be telling you. But we thought two steps ahead. What we thought is, okay, if you can share this information with our technological solutions like eHealth, he we can actually come up with personalized testing regimes, how frequent you need to do, what is the risk appetite or the risk exposure you've been exposed to STIs. Even for HIV, we can actually restratify some of these things. Of course, some of the technology is available, some of the technologies are building, but As someone in the Gen Z exploring the sex for the first time, what we would say is use the technology as a solution to understand yourself, understand your risk and then, of course, find the right testing solutions and regimes for you. I would say generalize um, the rule at least about every three to six months you need to get tested if you are sexually active.
0: And uh, doctor, where this testing can be done?
1: Okay. This this is very important. Um, We are very lucky in Singapore. We have a very good um, organized system and uh, we have a government system, which is um, catering very well. Prices are super low. And of course, you can use uh, Medisave. uh, And uh, we have a DSE clinic in Kalantan. And then we have a national uh, NUHS system. They have a STI HIV clinic. And then of course... Um, There's another one in the National Skin Center, they have STI HIV clinic. So these are the government ones. And of course, I'm not going to mention the private sector names, but there are a few groups which is very famous focusing on HIV STIs. And of course, I have to tell also, we are also starting our own clinic group um, with the partners that we will be providing full set of um, HIV and STI care and uh, with privacy security. And of course, you can manage and follow up with our app also.
0: Thank you, doctor. You know, doctor, I mean, I mean, I mean even for sometimes when you do your tumor markers or even when you want to do some um, testing, or, you know, the health testing, uh, people are actually quite worried. What if, right? Um, but but I mean, doctor, I mean, if it's a good thing because if you don't go and check, you never know. And if you get checked and if you know your symptom, you can do a lot of stuff to prevent it or to manage it. Um, for under the STI, I mean when we are, because we are particularly talking about man health, men's health, which is a penis um, if there's sign and symptoms, if a man notice there's a growth or there's fungus or you know there's painful sensations, burning sensation during urinations and kind of stuff, do you think he should get worried and and take, you know, I, I will go next week. I mean, that's what happens. I go following week. You know, let me Google up and then get more information before I see a dog. I'm shy to show the doctor my penis. You know, sometimes all these factors are uh, not talked about. So it's a good opportunity to talk today.
1: It is, it is.
0: Yeah.
1: Vince, let me share a small story which I experienced sure. okay. in my own um, in the hospital. So um, there was this lady, 50-something, not old, um, right. came up with a breast lump. And then when I examined it, it's a full-blown um, stage 4 cancer. And okay. we are living in Singapore and we are a developed, really solid um, healthcare system. I asked her, why you did not come to hospital until things are very bad? She yeah. said, I was the simple answer. I, I She said, I was shy. And then I told her, this looks like to me is a late stage cancer. Do you understand? Then she suddenly started crying. Then I, of course, give time to, you know slowly come to a realization that what's going on, then ask, do you understand the gravity of it? She said, yes. If I actually knew that it's possibly a cancer, I would 100% come. But I thought it'll just go away. And every day I thought it'll go away, but it never go away. So same thing comes to the men, when it comes to the penis health. When people see something, say, oh, it'll nothing serious, it'll go off. But at some point when they realize when they're trying to have babies they might not get yeah. babies then it's too late or oh, like right. some other things like hp related cancers it can actually lead to cancer then right. if i tell you that you might even have to do an operation to remove your penis people will be you know like i would rather Stop. die so yeah. these things can be prevented <laughs> yeah. obviously whenever you see something best is of course go see a doctor but if it's not what we suppose is right. at least adopt technologies which can give personalized information once you get that information, if it tells you, oh, bloody hell, you have maybe herpes, then yeah. people are like, okay, I need to go to the hospital, get it checked. So, when you right. hear that word, yes, but if we don't hear that things, they keep thinking, oh, it's nothing serious, and they will, you know, like what you said, keep postponing and thinking that it will go off. I think as right. a society, where we need to come in is, give this information to the youth, personalized, not blanket, and it has to be matched to the each person's and what they have, And based on the risk, they will tell like, okay, this is what you have, go test it. Then people will be more inclined. And of course, we must also give them the options of doing testing anonymously and remove all the other pain points.
0: Right. Thank you, doctor. Thank you for that. But I think this also leads to communication. And I think that is where our next question is going to come up. Um, I think a lot of time, there's not much of a communication happening. Um, So how does communication play a crucial role in promoting sexual health and preventing the spread of STIs, uh, what strategy? Because we are still focusing on the Gen Z individuals, used to have an open and honest conversations about sexual health. What do you think about that? I know it's a bit long question, but it's no problem,
1: difficult. no problem. I love it. Actually, um, th- this is something again. I'm passionate. Uh, when I used to teach in the university, I always say you have right. to understand the the receiving parties. Um, the behavioral patterns. When we were, um, I think Vans, you and me, we belong to the older generation, right? Uh, At least, (laughs) when our time, we used to talk to people person to person. But now the Gen Zs, they don't talk to person to person. They prefer the text. But if I talk about, exactly, if I talk about communication as verbal communication, that's not going to actually give them advantage. I have, to, right. I have to talk about how the Gen Z's do it and we bring our technologies there where they are doing it. So they are text-based generation. They actually right. born with the handphones. I got my first handphone when I was 21. Obviously that you can understand I'm very old, but now my son, he's two years, not even two years. He understand how to go into YouTube, skip the right. ad, find Melon, and then play yeah. it. <laughs> can you believe this? So that's where we need to bring the technology To the youth agencies, how to communicate? Answer your question. So we think the text-based communication need to be very well thought out, have strategies to do it. And we have to have short emoji-based communication methods to get these things, you know. If you you put it in the Facebook and Instagram, I cannot put the penis word. They will block it. Yes. And then of course now you put a um, eggplant, everybody knows they talk about uh, the penis.
0: <laughs> so, so the penis has become <laughs> an egg
1: Exactly. These are the communication strategies we need to understand. Right, right, right. So we need as to, the, as, to the, uh,
0: is, as the AI is evolving, we humans also have to evolve to be exactly. a match of exactly. that, right?
1: exactly so and and the other thing is if you look at how the people used to meet last time we as youngsters we had to go right. to club or something to find a girl to talk now nobody goes and talk people like that they all do it digitally in the dating apps exactly right. so right. we need to bring technologies there you know when the youth is there we need to bring the technology is there a way that we can actually promote youth to be honest communicating about STI testings in a dating app Those are the things we should be talking. Is there a way, like some of the texting, um, like messaging apps when you put, they might be blocking. So is there a way that whenever people are talking about it to auto-generate, the answer, say, oh, here are some facts about um, sexual health. If someone asking about someone else about uh, STI, these are the nearby STI um, centers. Actually, we have the technology right now based on the AI to do these things in chat apps and stuff. But sadly... I think as a society, we need to accept the fact that they, the youth need to get this information and the text-based way is the way to get the information. Right. And then we have to, as academics, as companies, as um, the general public, we need to right. build these things. You cannot just block everything and say, oh, there's no such thing happening, you know. Oh, I right. think my son has no penis problem. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he,
0: he, Parents he have also
1: to accept he, these he, things.
0: It's, it's going to be a bit uh, interesting as well. Um, which I find it um, a lot of adults, right? Either male or female. Um, I think most of the time we can confidently say it's a male. I mean, of course, we are not biased here. Uh, that you know, they don't want to use protected sex, right? They want to do unprotected, and I think that actually can cause because especially if someone has multiple partners or having one night, you know, that's kind of stuff. Um, is, there's a higher chances of, of course, AIDS and also the STIs. But one should you know, you know, it, it, it's a discipline on an individual responsibility, but if one doesn't do that, I think it's creating more problems to the society, or eventually, right? Because if someone is having AIDS, I think that's going to go through a huge, not only physically, mentally, and emotionally as well, right, doc?
1: Yeah, it is. It is. So I think comes two factors. One is understanding your own risk and then if you prefer to have unprotected sex for example there are medications now what you call PrEP pre-exposure prophylaxis if you okay. take these medications actually you can stop transmitting HIV STDs yeah. some okay. of things of course uh, PrEP is very well documented for HIV and there are PrEP antibiotics for some of the STIs also so mm. if you think that oh you don't want to wear on condom yes you can use these medications it will reduce the risk up to certain person. And the second part is, as I said, the communication. You need to tell clearly that I'm someone who's not willing to wear a condom and I've yeah. been doing the same thing so that the partner understands the risk. Okay, mm-hmm. if I to have sex with this partner, it's a slightly more risk. So that yes. the partner can also decide. So that's why it's important to protect the both sides. You can protect yourself. Same time, you have to actually help to protect the other side. It's the responsibility part.
0: Can we, can we conclude this because they don't want to wear the condom? is because of the pleasure. Increased pleasure.
1: I mean, there are a lot of scientific things. There are a lot of things which is from the experience I can tell. But yeah. it's again boils down to the personal things, you know. Right. Some people assume that it's the pleasure. But some people even don't agree that there's a difference, you know. Right. And there are so-called double-blinded. Without knowing, you ask whether there's a difference. or Some people right. don't. So it's, it's, I think it's it's important for us to convince the youth for them to understand by themselves and then make the decision. And again, we are not here to penalize things. Right. And whatever they choose, we have to build technologies to help them to still protect themselves. That's what I'm saying.
0: Right. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you for that. We're going to take the last question, Doc. And also that is basically about push some of the practical tips and strategies for overcoming barriers to practicing safe sex and to promoting overall sexual well-being among the Zen Z, but I think it should be for everyone. 100%.
1: 100%. Couples
0: or, you know, know, this is becoming very common nowadays. So, I think it's uh, something that we need to talk about.
1: Uh, Actually, in my lectures, um, compared to the old WHO-proposed ABCD, I've been proposing a new one, also based on ABCD. A stands for Adoption. B stands for be responsible, C for communication, and D for destigmatize. Let me add a little bit about the adoption part. As I said, there are lots of technologies are being built to get the personalized information. And some are even going into a level that they can detect diseases like what we do at he Health, and they can give personalized information. So adoption of these technologies in right places, like the dating apps, and if right. you think that these things happening in there, you bring the technology there. And we talk right. about the communication in chat apps, you bring the technology there. And now our LLMs, large language model like OpenAI, ChatGPT, right. these things can be incorporated into Gen C communication modes. You know, Whenever right. you ask something, it actually jump in and help to give the right yeah. answer. Yeah. Those are the ones what you call E, adopt. Adopt the technology. B is the responsibility part. With COVID, we all know it's not about only yourself. You cannot just say, oh, I don't want to wear a mask, but government say, no, you must wear a mask because it speaks to the others. So, these are the responsibility part. What we say is get tested regularly and know your status and then, of course, use barrier methods as much as possible so that you be responsible. And, of course, communicate these things to the opposite party clearly, you know. This is my status. I've been checking every three months. I use PrEP and I don't want to use a condom or you want to use a condom. So, C is for communication. Communicate this clearly even before you think about it. And now the text base is not that difficult to tell. You know, like last time I want to tell something, I feel shy. But text base, okay lah, just send it over, you know, so that yeah. people understand.
0: Yeah, but but doctor, I'm going to stop you here, for a while, alright? I'm just giving you a quick, uh, very uh, unprepared or rather probably you prepared, right? You know, during a very intense moment between a couple, right? There's no time for condom, right? But do you think the guy will have the time to explain to her? You know, you know, I've been doing regular <laughs> checks. I'm very responsible. Do you, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm going to ask. That's a
1: solid question, Wins. So I'll give you an example. In okay. some of them, especially I do work a lot of things in US. They said, okay. look, I get matched in dating app The second message is already I'm getting a penis picture, you know. So, these things can be communicated beforehand, before even you meet. That's what I'm saying, you know. And you don't have to obviously wait until you meet. No, that's not going to happen. And we have built digital technologies that when you send something, I can already scan, you know. And talk about these things before even you do something else. Before you meet, communicate these things clearly. That's what you do. Nice. Uh, of course, we are definitely missing part wins as adults, you know, like last time we those are the times we think of communicating but no, yeah. we bring the communication much, much earlier yeah. stage nowadays. Thank
0: you, Doctor. Just uh, Okay, for viewers who are watching this, thank you so much. We will definitely be uploading Dr. Yutra's uh, uh, interview. Just uh, stay tuned for now. Adios, amigos. I'm going to see you. Bye-bye to them. Bye-bye. Okay, the second one Okay, um, doctor, thank you. I mean, we have already went into um, almost about uh, well, thirty five minutes. minutes, and thirty minutes, right? We were we are talking okay, about probably. it only for about uh, twenty minutes only, but uh, I think the, the topic can just jump in and go on. But before we come into the uh, end part of the uh, interesting doc, um. Is there something that you would like to say for our audiences? Because I know um, this topic can literally go for hours and hours. But in a nutshell, um, as we talk about, you know, the common STIs that affect young people and you know what are the impacts on the penny's health, um, is there something that you want to um, tell our viewers and listeners for today?
1: I think the most important thing is um, what we put it as A, B, C, D. um, So um, do not hesitate to talk about these things. So first thing, be loud. (laughs) Be loud about it. Talk about it. And then understand yourself. It's not about others. Understand yourself. And then, of course, seek help whenever you need. So technology is built in for every step of things we talk about. And then please use
0: it. That's all we are asking. Right. Thank you, Doctor. I mean, um, we, we we have covered the first part. I'm sure there's going to be many more parts uh, that we will have with Dr. Yudra. And I think after your trip that you come back to Singapore, I think we will engage more. And we can dive into a live uh, segment as well to gather more information from you and your expertise and to all our viewers as well. So thank you, Doctor. Thank you so much for your time today. I know it's almost, wow, 11.20 and you're still in your office
1: uh thank you so much and we're definitely going to catch you up for coffee yep definitely Uh, have a good day thanks for hosting me um it's been lovely and not everyone's willing to talk about this topic so it's very important but i would love to do a live session and to take some ask me anything questions Uh, you know um, i'm pretty sure a lot of youth have questions next time we can try that yes looking forward bye thank you thank you doctor and uh